Hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and ramble from the world of electric cars brought to you from the team at electrifying.com. So whether you're charging, relaxing or just trying to look busy for the boss, this is the place to be for your weekly electric car fix. On this week's episode, we drive the smallest, the largest and one of the fastest new electric cars coming our way. And as usual, we don't agree on everything. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny Buckley. And I have the lovely Nicola Hume and Mike Askew with me. Hello, team. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I love how Nicola's, hi, right. and then Mike's, hello, it's hello. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. wonderful contrast of our personalities on this team. <laughs> so, we should we start with an apology, Mike? Yes. What do you reckon? I think you we know, do apologize. We need because... to all say sorry, don't we? Well, yeah, yeah, some of you do. Um, and I, yeah, as you know, I run the, the social media, the the X Twitter account, whatever we want to call it these days. And uh, yes, uh, two people um, said that they were very, they were worried that we'd we'd gone missing, basically. So apologies to Johnny Housego <laughs> and Paul White on Twitter, who both both noticed that we'd gone missing in action. Um, so yes, and apologies to them and everyone else who've been expecting a podcast in the last two weeks. It's just been, it's been crazy. We've either been on launches or away or missed flights or, you know, it's just been chaos. And we, haven't, we haven't even been in the same time zones as each other for the last week. So, um, it's quite a miracle that we're, we're here now, but anyway, we are, so we're back, back on normal service. Yeah. Yeah. We just would not have been able to get a podcast with more than one of us at any one time together. I think this is literally the first time and even this almost didn't happen, but we're here now. So, who wants to kick off with this crazy, you know, um, story of what we've all been up to over the last few weeks? Nic- Nicola, do you want to take it first? You've been you've been gadding in Monaco. Tell oh, us about that. Right. So, where do I begin? Okay. So, I was in Monaco for the FIA Eco Rally Cup. So, I was covering uh, the social media stuff for the FIA, and uh, it was essentially a rally for normal electric cars and the idea is they had to stick to an average speed and then by the end of it uh, it was which car drove the most efficient and there was like 60 different cars taking part in this it's really tricky to stick to the same speed in Monaco around hairpin turns so it was tricky but I got to sit and have a little ride in a Fisker Ocean which um also taking part there was the vw id7 so i got to see one of those in the metal which i hadn't seen in person yet so that was a bit nice and also mike you're driving one tomorrow right yeah uh, that's that's the planned storm whatever it's storm kieran permitting um i'll be going to marseille to drive it tomorrow yeah yes very nice um but the, the whole event was just was just incredible and it was just a load of electric cars i have to say Monaco is absolutely kitted out for EVs. Is it? Brilliant. So underneath where the casino is, the Monte Carlo Casino, there are 2,000 chargers. So what? What? 2,000 chargers. Honestly, this is all completely organized by the Prince of Monaco, who's very much pushing Monaco to be, you know, the future is electric, let's look after... Uh, the planet, etc. So even if you get a Starbucks, the lid is not plastic; it's cardboard. Like they really look after the planet over there. And what I noticed wow. is all of the charging is free. Uh, everyone gets around in a Citroen Ami or a little Renault Twizy. That's how people get around, and it is the most 
electric car friendly city I have ever been to, ever. It was so fascinating. So, so my question to you would be, it's all right having 2,000 chargers. I mean, that's great. Do they work? Yes. Have they got the... They do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can't make a bank of 20 work in this country most of the time, can we? They work. The charging is free at the moment. I mean, unless there's too many electric cars, but at the moment to charge a car is free in Monaco. I guess, they, I guess to be fair, Monaco can probably afford to carry a bit of free charging for some cars, do yeah. you reckon? Yeah, but it was quite yeah. cool because I was with... Uh, a couple of guys that love supercars. And uh, so I was with Paul Wallace, who's like a supercar YouTuber. So he spent his whole time looking for Ferraris and I spent the whole time videoing Ammies and Twizzies. (laughs) Proud of you. you. (laughs) (laughs) But it it sounds like it's a really interesting um, event that because it's, it's really about, I think, bringing to life the fact that you can just do normal everyday things in electric cars, mm. isn't it? It's Which I think is great for the FIA to get involved in, to be honest. Well, also, I'm just going to throw this out there. When I first heard of it, I thought it was going to be really boring. I thought, oh, it's an eco rally. It's it's just it's not fast rally driving at all. But the way the way I saw it in the end is it's very much a rally for puzzle solvers. It's for a car that can take a corner quickly... But also, you need to stick within a second of the time limit they give you, stick to the average speed, and then try and be the most yeah. efficient while going up and downhill on the hairpin turns. It, it was so fascinating. It's a really good event, actually. I'm yeah. hoping that next year... I've- I love that. I love that description of it being a rally f- for problem solvers. Have you been to Formula E, Mike? Have you ever been to a Formula E race? I can't remember if you have. I have. Years ago, it was like the first generation one, so I haven't been since i'm afraid but yeah i've been to the early one because uh, because we have two of the uh uh the big faces of uh of formula e one one of them nicola nikki is not here with us because she's still off on maternity leave but i know you've been doing quite a bit of work with formula e as well nicola and i think for me i went along to a formula e race thinking oh that's going to be really boring and it's still oh dear and that's not going to be as fun but actually it's really quite exciting because yeah. you get to those kind of final laps in the race where you know they're all trying to work out how much battery they've got left and you know what what speeds they can do and it is it's it, it, there has a different kind of excitement, of course, to the to the excitement you get with traditional racing, but it's still really entertaining. Oh, right. oh, 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 go, go, go! While I was in Monaco, I also saw the BMW Icon electric boat. Oh, we need one of those. You put yeah. a picture of that on the WhatsApp group, and it's only two million euros, and we've decided we need one for the team. Yeah, so I'm but... going to try and blag one for like a. I don't yeah. know long-termer or something like that see if I can get a long-termer icon but it runs on um the it runs on six of the same batteries of basically what's underneath a BMW i3 it runs on six of those and it will do like 50 knots um which is about 40 miles an hour something like that I'm try- I've been trying to work yeah. it out. I don't really know, understand nautical miles, but it was a very fancy thing. It was very exciting to see. And all the charges around the port, around the harbour for all the electric boats was really cool. Very good. And Mike, what have you been up to? Have you been hobnobbing with, you know, the rich and famous in, in any cities around the world? Not really, not really. But while we're on the subject of Formula E, I think perhaps, you know, to liven it up, they should perhaps have to sort of charge in public. I think that maybe they, you know, so they're driving around that last few laps. 
they've got to get that that single Insta Vault charger at McDonald's before someone else does, and I think that would really uh, you know liven up the uh, spectacle for TV. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been on, I've been in um, Barcelona driving the new um, EX30 Volvo EX30, which very unusually we've had two bites of the cherry on this one because um, you've been able to go and mm. drive it when you went to do the video on it, which comes out next Monday, I believe. Um, and I got to drive it for the uh, sort of sort of online review. So um, it's been a case of comparing the notes the last couple of days, hasn't it? It has. And it's interesting because th- there's obviously two two versions of that car, the S30. There's a single and the dual motor version. And of course, the single motor is the um, the, the more affordable car uh, that you will be able to get for like the th- 31,000, isn't it, that one? But of course, the models that we drove were not that. And I had a single motor long range. Um, I can't, we can't set, talk about how it drives, but you drove the, the much faster one, didn't you? You drove the dual motor. And I think privately, it's really been interesting. The, these will be some interesting reviews and, and, and we've only got a video of the one sadly so far, but yeah, as usual, we had a slight difference of opinion that we probably can't say too much about at the moment, but we'll be able to talk a bit more about that next week, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, what one, one's quite different to the other. That's what I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say at the Let, moment. Let's just say that one's quite different to the other. That's a good way. Okay. So one of the things that I found interesting about the EX30 is, um, I've been on doing a lot of a uh, talk on, on different, uh, radio programs and stuff recently, and lots of people asking about sustainability of electric cars and the batteries and the overall emissions. And of course we know electric cars, um, produce more emissions in their manufacturing because of the battery than petrol or diesel cars do. Um, and of course that's payback over time and I think we've done a a video on that somewhere here on the YouTube channel but I was talking to um, the interior designer um, out on that event um, last week with the EX30 and the interior if you haven't seen it um, hopefully Manos will uh, will put some photographs in so you can see the interior if not you'll have to head over to electrifying.com and have a look on there or look at the video it's very pared back lots of recycled materials in there and it's actually the most um it's the the volvo that has used the least carbon in its manufacturing so it's the most carbon efficient in its manufacturing process and one of the things that the car's got is not many buttons and switches it's all in this sort of central screen now as you know i do quite like a few physical buttons but I was chatting to the interior designer, and obviously they've really tried to keep costs down on it. And she was saying, "Well, I, so I was saying, well, obviously, you know, if you're having fewer buttons and switches, it's less parts to manufacture, it's less tooling, all of that. It must save money." And she went, "Yeah, but that's not the real reason we've done it. The real reason we've done it is to save on emissions." Because if you can reduce the number of of parts in a car, and you just think about it, a car has several thousand, probably more parts going into it. I've got the figure somewhere. I'll dig it out for next time. But even if you can start reducing those parts and start reducing the number of switches and buttons around the car, that reduces the number of tooling for those, the materials used. So it was all those kind of little incremental things that they did to help um, reduce the overall carbon footprint of its manufacturing. So it did make me actually like the fact that there were no physical buttons a little bit more. I would still like some for the heating, though, please. But, you know, I do like the interior a lot, actually. And I think it is. There's some really nice, sustainable stories like that amongst it. So you're, yeah. you're, I feel like you want to say something, Mike. I can see your face and you're just kind of, you've got your, you've got that face. I've known, I know you so well. I, you've got I, your <clears throat> bullshit face. No, it's not. Uh, there was a Go couple on. of things. I'm interested Are you being cynical? You, 
I know. I'm, I'm interested to see what you thought about because there's it's very Tesla like inside in terms of paired back. It's not as miserable as it's not as austere as a Tesla, but. I mean, there were a couple of things, which, you know, when I discuss, since discovered that chap called Anders Bell, who used to be um, head of um, Tesla Interiors, now works at Volvo, used to start at Volvo, then moved back there. Um, there's only one speedo readout, and it's Tesla-like, isn't it, in so much as it's on a tiny little corner mm-hmm. of the screen, the central screen. So there's nothing in front of you. There's yeah. no head-up display option because that soundbar's in the way. And uh, you said they said to me, yeah. well, it's more parts, more sustainable, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to know what, and obviously Tesla owners love that and they never rarely have a problem with that that sort of thing. It just stri- strikes me as slightly odd, uh, a brand that's always obsessed with safety and putting big figures in front of you and making the, mm. had a mm. had a speedo that was in quite a thin font on the steering wheel. That was that was my kind of issue one. Issue two. Um the other thing that's slightly odd was the interior trim, which I know you you looked at. So there's one of them that's made out of old um UPVC windows, isn't there? But it's really it's yeah, really hard. And I liked that. Yeah, I've but, but it had no give in it. It was like it was a bit like the sort of the design of the floor you get in a sort of hospital consultancy room. It's that kind of, yeah. you know, bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. One of the one of the people on the uh, on the it launch was, called but... it the uh, "get your affairs in order" trim level. It's the kind of it's the last thing you see when you see you know when you get some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of cynicism going on. I really liked the trim. I had that trim and I thought, I mean, I, I liked it. I like the fact that it's it's being, it's being taken something that would have potentially been tipped and it's being reused and repurposed and put into the car. I thought it looks nice. And I think there's some really nice design touches on the car. I really love those. The air vents that are either side of the screen, like sort of blades running down. Do you remember those? Yeah. And they kind of yeah, light up. because I've had to put that in nice. because of the, and, the sound having, in the way, yeah. I know, but I like it. I like that. And I like the soundbar, you know, down the front of the car like that. And honestly, I, do you know, I, the, the whole Speedo thing, it didn't bother me at all. But okay. I was more stressed because we had to, in about two and a half hours, find somewhere to film. And the only place we could find was an hour away from the airport where we'd landed and it had started to rain and we had to film a review. So I was that was probably the least of my worries. But I don't remember at any point feeling that that was an issue. But that, as I said, there were quite a few other issues going on on that day instead. You, you probably shouldn't say anymore because there's like a big embargo and stuff, right? You should I know, we should say, Yeah, on. we probably we should shouldn't. Move on. We don't, we don't so we should move on stuff. to the other car I can't, the other car I can't talk about, which was the car I went to drive the next day. So I went to drive the EV9 and I can't talk about that either, unfortunately. But there is a video. Because you teased it last time and you said, I'm about to drive something very big. And we asked everyone to have a little guess and they were like, oh, I got it right. Oh, did they? Did they? I've been so busy, I haven't even looked in the comments, which I'm sorry about. So have people, did people guess it right? Yeah, yeah some people did, yeah. I think, yeah, this, this, I don't even know what we can't say about the EV9. I don't think we can say anything about it. I think it's all embargoed. I don't know. But I think that is a really interesting car. And, yeah, we should probably move on because I'll probably say something that I that I shouldn't say, really. But, yeah, video for that dropping, I think it's next Thursday, which is quite exciting. So... It's been an awful lot going on, hasn't there? Yeah. I said, oh, I am. Um, last week I had a walk around the new Caterham Project V. Oh, yeah. What did you make of that? I think it's very fancy. The seats are very weird. Um, 
Do you want why? To... Why are they weird? Weird in what way? Maybe weird. Well, we, I can talk about it because it was already revealed at Goodwood. So some people have already seen it. So I can talk about it, right? So the seats are in a two-one position. So there are driver, mm-hmm. passenger, and the rear seat is just one single seat in the back, which I can tell you now, I did not fit in it. Like I was like my neck was kind of up against the window like this. Um, would, would I fit in it? It's Nicola? very, it's very catering. I'm, uh, I've always been, I've always been a fan of of the Caterham Seven. I think it's a, a cracking, stupid little car, and they're great. Uh, I remember actually for the previous channel that I worked with, we went Christmas tree shopping in a Caterham, and I just, I just love them. I think they're they're brilliant little things. So it's really nice that they are making a fully mm-hmm. electric version. You can see the nods to the Seven. You can see it from the nose to like to the shape down the side of the car. And as soon as you sit inside, it's got all the old gear switches, that classic Caterham driving position, all of that sort of stuff was just brilliant. It's going to set you back 80 grand. Huh? Um, wow. And it won't get you far, but, but it'll do, they're saying it'll do around 200 miles. Um, but you need to look at it like it's like it is a caterum. You you don't buy a caterum for long journeys. You buy a caterum to have a nice little fun drive on a Sunday around some country roads, yeah. don't you? It's like the antithesis of the EV9, isn't it? Because they're actually not dissimilar in price. And then you get the EV9, which is massive with its sevens, you know, seven seat, you know, capability if you need it. And it's just the complete polar opposite to that car. <laughs> yeah. What was interesting, though, is how they've dealt with the battery situation. Obviously, it's a, it's a small car, but they've managed to keep it really lightweight. So to put it into perspective, right, if you had the, the Project V and then you sat a Caterham 7 on top of it, it is still lighter than the MG Cyberster. It's, it's that yeah, lightweight. Really. But what they've done really. is they've split the battery in two. So to get that nice low down seated position that you normally have in a normal Caterham 7, your bum is kind of between the batteries. Wow. Because if the battery was underneath your bum, you're too high up. And that's why we've got so many electric SUVs, right? Because the battery's there and then you sit on top of it, then a roof's on top of that. So they've split it. So your bum is kind of in between the batteries and then your legs sit over the top of battery number one and battery number two is on the rear single seat at the back it's all very clever very clever it sounds very clever yeah um and mike what else have you been up to well um my ionic my ionic five broke down at the weekend so that's news isn't it <gasps> yeah no. oh no go well, on yeah, I didn't, I that's, that's quite I just, that's I, a bit traumatic the, what happened well it was very traumatic yeah i mean it's the curse of the dead 12 volt battery and if you follow electric cars oh, you know that the kind of weak really? link in the of the whole car is crappy 12 volt lead acid battery that car manufacturers fit um yeah and because because obviously electric cars don't have an alternator so you don't have this kind of charge cycle going back into the battery you rely on the electronics of the car drip feeding a bit of power from the traction battery into the 12 volt to keep it alive you need a 12 volt for the door locks and it does means you don't have to have the big traction battery live all the time Anyway, so what, I mean, I realise now, having done a bit of research afterwards, it was kind of operator error. I got home with 20% charge in the car, uh, left it for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. It obviously dropped down to about 18%, at which point the traction battery stops giving the 12-volt battery any more power because it thinks it's going to run itself out. 
Um, so, and all the other kind of bits and pieces that the car needs to kind of ping backwards and forwards with all the Blue Link app continue working and it'd completely drain the 12 volt battery. So I, mean, I wouldn't mind, but this car pings and bongs at me all the time to tell me it's locked, it's unlocked, it's this, 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 it's that on the app, but it didn't, it didn't ping to tell me that the 12 volt was, you know, you need to plug it in. Um, and get on with it That's so all subsequently found out by going through forums and things like that which you kind of shouldn't have to really should you you should be able to park it with because it's still at 20 percent charge it was still 48 miles on it and i thought well that's fine i wasn't near the charger i had my other car on the mm. charger so i thought well i'm not going to move things around it's chucking it down i'll do it in a couple of days so you didn't get the chance to because it was sat at the end of the driveway blocking everything else in yeah. with no battery no. so just annoying oh that is i was only getting the tip and part run it wasn't exactly you know trying to catch a flight but it, uh, i did have the luxury of being able to stick on a charger overnight but um it's annoying isn't it all these all this technology you would bloody 12 volt battery you just would also think that this that this shouldn't be a thing now and we know it's and it's quite interesting because mm. we know that batteries are such a big concern for consumers so yeah. i was looking at some stats earlier today and it was something that only um, 8% of people, we did this massive survey um, over the summer of 11,500 drivers around the UK, many of whom were not, most of whom were not electric car drivers, actually. And like, what were their, what their worries, their concerns? And only 8% said that they would feel confident buying a used electric car, for example. Mm. And the biggest reason they gave was worries about the battery lasting. And actually, the great irony is that the main battery, there's often, I've never really experienced any issues with that. 12 volt batteries on the other hand oh. this has been a running thing since ever since we launched the business i can think of loads of occasions where Oof. oh yeah it's the 12 volt there was another car was it the mx30 we had the mx30 that perennially the poor old tom used to have to spend the money he spent on train fares with owning that car because he'd get to it wouldn't it and the, <laughs> the 12 volt would be dead it was like and the 12 you know, volt at least gone. at least once a month that was and it's it, and it? it's kind of frustrating that you know that that is still uh, still a problem. It just shouldn't be, should it? No, no. I I, I gather from when oh, yeah. I put it out on on social media, obviously, um, lots of advice, which was, some of it's useful, which is brilliant. Thank you very much. But also a lot of people sort of pointing out that Tesla sort of had this problem five years ago and switched everything to. They keep they still have twelve volt, but they're lithium ion twelve volt, which are far more robust right. than the lead acid ones, which is kind of ninety year old technology, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Teslas are less affected by it, but they were previously, but they've kind of, again, probably slightly ahead of the curve in terms of it. I'm sure it costs them more to fit lithium iron 12 volt batteries than mm -hmm. it does lead acid ones, which and is what you were saying earlier. It all comes down to cost, doesn't it, for manufacturers? And if they can sneak a few euros, a few quid on the 12 volt, um, then they will. So, But it, it does need addressing because you, sh you shouldn't have to think, you know, I've got 60 miles in here, I better plug it in just in case it's going to drain the 12 volt battery. So yeah annoying no that's it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't um actually nick i've just remembered that there's another car talking about cars that we've both driven you and i have both driven the same car i think have we, we we've both driven the i5 yes because i yeah you you've driven it for a video review which is going to go live soon or has, has it, oh, it's not gone live it's up live of course it is yeah. sorry and then I, I actually drove it on a, a bmw thing about a week ago um <laughs> do you want to talk to me at the indicators <laughs> they're too ticky but no one uses this bmw so it doesn't matter indicator noises don't matter in a bmw 
It's funny. Are we, are we still saying that gag? So are we going to do a Skoda joke next? What's going on? Are we, are we recycling? <laughs> but it, but it, that one is true, I think. Whereas yeah. Skoda's, as we, you and I can both say, because I am heartbroken because my Enyaq is due to go back in a couple of weeks. I've eked out every moment I can in that car. Skoda jokes belong in, in history. Yeah. BMW drivers indi- generally still, do not indicate still, okay, that. It's just fine, a fact. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a fact, it's, Nicola, isn't it? To be fair, I think that video did pretty well purely because of that opening comment. In the- <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's a lot, so there's loads of different drive modes that you can use in it. And there was one point, and I'm so pleased that Manos kept it in the edit because it was an absolute genuine moment, right, where I'm driving along, playing around with the different drive modes. And while I'm playing around with the drive modes, I put it into, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, something like effervescence mode or something like that. Oh, yeah, they've got crazy <laughs> names for modes, haven't they? Like yes, yeah. Yeah. And it's so that all the lights and everything all changed in the car. And then I'm driving along and I'm like, that sounds like there's some road rage going on up ahead of me here. What's going on? Because to me, it sounded like someone was holding down a horn. So I thought, well, I'll try and catch up, see what's going on. Put my foot down and then realised the noise was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> like the only way to describe it is you know when you go to the theater and they the orchestra are kind of testing out their instruments before anything happens and you just hear a little uh, so i'm so pleased that that was all kept in the video because that was all 100 percent genuine well that video is over um well it's on here on the youtube channel or if you're listening on your uh podcast um, normal podcast platform then if you haven't already do head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe for that video and lots of others coming soon um, have we had any interesting comments this week from our lot of lovely listeners yeah. anything caught through, either of your eyes I've been through the post bag of uh, comments I've picked you out went through the post bag <laughs> like, yeah geez an old pressing that would be, mean something to people born in the 70s went through the post bag um yeah, um, uh, on on all these boats from all from YouTube, uh, uh, Sinpol, whoever that is, um, said hi team. Can't wait for Ginny Ginny's review on the EV9. Um, saw it on the Kia event mm-hmm. in Air in Scotland a couple of weeks ago. So impressive. A keen for Ginny's review of the first drive. Okay, so that's interesting. So you've got to wait till next Wednesday, Thursday, Sinpol. Thursday. Um, yeah, another yeah. one. Um, Yaquinto. I mean, everyone have silly handles don't they on youtube sorry so pause they said love nicholas pup more than that more of that they want so oh where is he rod is it rodney have you got rodney there i can go get him go and get him just let's just bring him on for the final minute okay uh i'll carry on on the subject of the corsary having more um yeah the same monthly payments as a tesla model y which i think we mentioned in the last podcast i found one person right stan at Kangaroo Island TV says, I'd rather have the Corsa than the very overrated Y. He says, well, then I won't have to drive a Tesla and I don't like the no design way. of the UI. Stan! Stan, would rather have the Corsa than a Model Y. So good for you, Stan. That's what wow, I was saying. Stan, that's... Head above the parapet. Well, well, good for you, but that's not really about, you're not really getting value for money with that decision is all I would okay, say. Oh, but can advice. we just forget cars and just look at that face? Right, so this is, this is Rodney, um, but I do have another one. Let me go get the other one. Hold on. <laughs> Should we carry on with the comments? 
Yeah, I Any just, more comments? I just, yeah, the last one that says, um, and it's from Snitch63 on YouTube and just says, can we get a video going off of Ginny going off at the sun? So she, they, they want a picture of you sort of phoning the sun and telling them off when they, when they half inched our video. Um, they want to see that. So that's, Oh, that was, yeah. yeah. I, I, do you, <laughs> well, this is, to, is <laughs> we're now deteriorating. Is this, is this a Dashan channel or is this an electric car channel or is it now both? This is Larry. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. (laughs) Right, we're just going to have to make sure on the next episode we all have our dogs with us. Agreed? Should we do that? Agreed, yeah. Okay, okay. On the subject of the sun, I did get a formal apology from the sun. Um, Yes, and and it has not happened again. Um, So, yes, we will, but we are monitoring them closely. But yeah, I can I can ring them up and just be really cross at them if that would make you know our, our listeners happy. More than happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I was I was quite cross the night that it happened. Yeah, I've got to I say. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm really quite kind of chilled until I'm not, and I definitely wasn't at that point. Yeah. Right. So then, um, what does the week ahead hold? Anything Anything interesting to report on over the next week before we come back? What am I doing? I can't remember what I'm doing. I am, uh, what am I driving? I'm going to do my Skoda long-term review on Monday because that's going back, as I said, which will make me sad because that has been a great car, actually. So no spoilers there on that one, but it will probably be quite a positive video because I've been massively impressed with that car. Um, I'm actually then starting work on a program for ITV coming to your screens in a couple of weeks. Controversial subject, when is it too old to drive? So this is looking um, at just that difficult point about when do you have to sort of say farewell to driving and hang your license up. Um, and actually, as part of that, we're doing some really interesting stuff uh, with with my mum and dad. We're going to put them in a self-driving car. Yeah. <laughs> my, that's what my mum was calling about. Hopefully, she's not backing out. Uh, so that's that. And uh, yeah, and what about you, Mike, Nick, anything? What are you up to, Mike? Uh, oh, you're ID7. That's tomorrow, yeah, isn't ID7 it? ID7 tomorrow, Marseille. So 12-volt um, battery and um, storm permitting. I will be there driving that tomorrow. So that will be on the site next week. Brilliant. Well, then, should we say goodbye? Oh, God. Oh, oh, go on. One last thing. Well, it's not until next Friday. I'm wondering if maybe I could just save it for next week. We could save it what for next it? week because I think we're probably officially just about to hit our kilowatt half hour. Beautiful. We'll save it Be- for next week. Beautiful. So shall we say goodbye on behalf of all of us and Larry and... Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That was the Kilowatt Half Hour. Make sure you join us next time. But from all of us, goodbye.